Hi, this is Robert and Wendy Spady, and we're the pastors of Open Altar Worship Center. We're so glad to have you with us, and we want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope today's message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God as moving in your life. Enjoy today's message. It's the anointing. Learn to refuse refuse. Learning to refuse refuse. Refuse. The definition of refuse. Indicate or show one is not willing to do something. To decline, deny, reject, or resist. Refuse includes garbage or rubbish. Rubbish. Municipal, <laughs> municipal or household waste material that cannot be reused and instead will be sent to the land fuse. So it says your eye is a lamp that provides light to your body or for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Verse 35 Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. Because what may be light in someone else's eyes may not be light in your eyes. And I'm not saying that they can sin and get away with it. We are only what we are in the dark. All the rest is reputation. What God looks at is what we are in the dark. The imaginations of the mind, the thoughts of our hearts, the habits of our bodies, these are the things that mark us in God's sight. The loose translation of integrity is it's what you do when no no one else is looking. It's what we do when no one else is looking. Ain't no cops around. And this light is not changing. So let's just run the red light. Oh, little Johnny's hungry. I'll just give him some grapes while I'm shopping. (laughs) And you move, you take that off of this shelf and you put it on that shelf and then you pick it up again and you say, well, the shelf I got it off says this price. You know, good one, it didn't cost that price. (laughs) But that's what Oswald Chambers said, not me. So point number one, and we're talking about refusing refuse, but our number one cop-out is, I can't quit. I can't quit, because this is, this is who God made me to be. This is who I am. Take me or leave it. This is who I am, so I can't quit. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. And we've read this before, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show his in the name of Jesus? Can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound over and over? Verse 2, of course not. Since we have died to sin... How can we continue to live in it? You know, there are crimes against touching 
and manipulating a dead body? There are crimes against that. And I won't go into any specifics, but unless you are licensed to touch a dead body, there's certain things that you can't do. So once we have died to something, whatever it is, whatever it may be, leave it alone. Don't drag that dead thing. Don't touch those things that we have died to. So we've talked before about people who commit these crimes and do them without second thought. And they bring their children. He says, and when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. Well, I don't want anything from God if God doesn't want me to have it. Well, as we get closer to God, we'll find out what God wants us to have. And it's not that God wants to cut you off because you know the things you want to give your children. And you know everything you give your children is not bad. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip if they still make those. You want the talking Barbie doll. You don't want the regular Barbie doll. You don't want the Dollar Tree Barbie doll with the nappy hair. You want Barbie. And you want the Barbie house and the Barbie mobile. And God wants to give you all of these things. But then a point comes when you're 35 years old and you're like, Barbie doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I'm not asking, I'm not praying for Barbie prayers anymore. And so that's what God is saying. In our youthfulness, in our immaturity, we want Barbie and G.I. Joe and Tonka toys. And God's saying, you know something? I really wanted to give you a car, but you got to ask me. Not, you don't have to beg me. You just have to ask me. Number two. Oh, excuse me. We have all had prayers or accounts. Next slide wherein the Holy Spirit is indicted as a co-conspirator. We've all had prayers and actions or accounts wherein the Holy Spirit, because he's with us, he has never left us, he will not forsake us, and therefore we make him a co-conspirator. So is God pointing the finger at the Holy Spirit? No. The people who look at us and say, I thought you were saved. What kind of Jesus do you have would let you do something like that? Let your light shine. Number two, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? It's a lot of verses, but I only want to talk about two of them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Since you have heard about the truth and have heard the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and the former way of life which is corrupted by what? Lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Your thoughts and attitudes. Put on the new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. We don't have any liars. I didn't tell them everything. Let us Tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down 
while you are still angry. Be angry, but sin not, the King James Version says. For sin gives a foothold to the devil. Excuse me, for anger. Let's go back. For anger gives foothold to the devil. Now, that's uncontrolled anger. Because anger can say, you know, my neighbors keep playing their music till all hours of the night. But did you knock on the door and say, excuse me, can you turn your music down? Or maybe we need to pass an ordinance in this, in this apartment complex and say, no loud music after 10 o'clock. Your anger said we need to make a change. But uncontrolled anger has you keying people's cars and busting windshields and all kinds of other things. And even expelling things out of that mouth gate. And then verse 30, I'm going to jump down to that. Do not bring sorrow or do not grieve the Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. The key is, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't bring sorrow onto the Holy Spirit by the things we say, the things we do, the places we go. The things we say, the things we do, and even the things we think. Charles Spurgeon makes this statement. I think I now see the Spirit of God grieving. When you are sitting down to read a novel and there is your Bible unread, you have no time for prayer, but the Spirit sees you have a very active, active worldly, you're very active about worldly things. And having many hours to, to spare for relaxation and amusement. And then, he is grieved because he sees that you love worldly things more than you love him. I told Pastor Wendy yesterday, I got a glimpse of heaven, of paradise. And it wasn't a vision because visions are not tangible. But I went into a place and I saw all of these tools lined <laughs> over the walls. All types of power tools, sockets, drills, routers, bench saws, and it had a couch and a TV. It wasn't Home Depot. I'm not going to say where it was, but you know, that's where he is. That's his place of relaxation, his comfort. I can't have that because then I'm building stuff that nobody wants and I'm spending time out there doing needless things trying to come up with things I can't bear I can't carry that cross he can so there's no right and wrong you know and I talked about that earlier about what may be sin in one person's life is not sin in others for me to have all of that would be a sin it would be a distraction anything that pulls us away from God. But that's his gift. For me, it's a sin. Y'all understand? So how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? It's simply finding time to do other things when we could be spending time with God. And number three, 
when your room is nasty and needs to be cleaned up? All right, the Holy Spirit is looking at us and he's saying, all right, now get this place cleaned up. Get this place cleaned up. It's one thing to smell trash and see it and walk past it. But we consistently, let me get that next slide, please. When we sin, we're exposing the spirit to the stench of sin that's in our bodies, that very place where he dwells. When we sin, we're exposing him to the stench that sin brings. And he lives there. You know when it's time to take the garbage out. It doesn't even have to be full. But when it starts smelling, I don't care if the garbage man just came the day before. Wrap it up and take it outside. Take it to the curb. Don't wait till the garbage gets full and overflowing before you take it out. Y'all follow me? And the Holy Spirit doesn't, Holy Spirit, and if that's going on in your house, that's y'all's business. Because <laughs> Pastor Wendy is quick to remind me, hey, can you take the garbage out? No problem. No problem. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and I'm almost done. Don't you realize that your body, say my body, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You don't belong to you. You can do you. You can love you. But you don't belong to you. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your bodies. I have a question to ask you before I close. Cherries, berries, apples, bananas, carrots, cookies, cakes, chips, popcorn, mints, peanuts, and my favorite, chocolate. You peep my nose. Any professional snackers in here? We're all snackers. Pastor Wendy. She marinated some hamburgers and some pork chops and she marinated the marinade. And we grilled out yesterday and I mean it all looked so good. And we were just like wow. And we knew it would be enough for you know a couple of days. And that's not an invitation for any of you all. But (laughs) 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 y'all know Y'all know, come on, McDonald's is open. Um, (laughs) But Pastor Wendy made a statement. She said, let me quit. She said, let me quit. Because, you know, our eyes can get really big. You know, you smell that freshly cooked food and you know it tastes so good. But we have to say, let me quit. And I've learned, and I'm learning, that as I get older, how my body is changing. I banged my knee the other day, and it still hurts. It's not healing as fast as it used to. So when I get to that point, like Pastor Wendy said last night, I just need to drink a glass of water, back away from the table. 
But just think, when we crave because our minds want to know, and I'm, I'm bad about it. I pass him when he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, um, nothing. Because I'm always trying to get to the next level on that game, on my phone. Because our brains are always constantly saying, I want more. I want more. What does it want more of? Does it want more of, uh, what were we watching yesterday? Bearing seagull? Does it want more of chopped? Does it want more of soap operas or football? More Facebook? Our brains constantly want more information. But instead of giving it the berries or cherries or bananas, just give it a glass of water. Give it the Holy Spirit. When our minds begin to crave information, start giving it the word. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind and learning how to refuse the refuse. Learn how to refuse the refuse. Hallelujah. We thank God on today that this is a process. And if you're like me, there came a point in my life where I was tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And it wasn't because of a car, it was because of credit cards. But as fast as it took for me to get into debt, it took years for me to get out. Sin is something that wants to take control of your life. Take control of your circumstances. And God's saying, but there is a way out. And it's not to say that sin will never visit you again. But behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone will open, I will come in and sit and dine with him. The Holy Spirit is saying today, just ask Jesus to come into your heart. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sin, we want to pray with you. But for those of you who feel like I can't quit, I can't stop doing what I'm doing. I urge you, do not give up now. Do not give up now. So we want to pray with you before we go off the air. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, come into our hearts. Take over this place, this temple that is not ours. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of God, and you came to redeem me from this life. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior, that when you come, I will live and reign with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Help us continue to share the message of hope with everyone. Visit us at openaltarworshipcenter.com forward slash donate to give a gift today. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you enjoyed the podcast, we hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We also hope that you share it with your friends. You can click the share button in the description or take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Open Altar Worship Center. Thanks again for listening. We're praying for you and we know God's best is still ahead.